Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of Confessions of a Letting Agent. Today we have Ryan Cresswell in. He's a, he's a Southern investor that's decided to uh, put his money into the North East. Hi Ryan, how are we doing? Yeah, well thank you, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a nice uh, March sunny morning, it looks like spring is here. Mm, cold though. Cold, cold, yeah, it's always a bit colder in the North, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today we're going to speak to Ryan about his property story, where he's come from and what he's up to now. We're going to talk about some of the different strategies he's um, implementing in the North East. So uh, first of all, Ryan, can we just talk a bit about your background, where you're from, how you started off school, college, university, and uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll go for yeah. it. So, um, so yeah, based in a place called Salisbury, which is sort of in between Southampton and Bournemouth, so talking really, really south, oh, really so south. pretty much on the other side of the country to where we are now. <laughs> um, so yeah, with their um, school-wise, I mean, I'm 25 now, so um, God, must have started being in secondary school, left in 2011. Right, so, okay. But I went into football, so I actually was... Um, had a scholarship for a League Two club at the time. So back then, no... no. Um, desire no, for property, nothing no, at all. No, nothing. Desire for money, <laughs> but but like yeah, doing anything for to make money, but right. not um, not not really property. No, I don't think I would have thought that far because at the time it was just football, right? You know, obviously I had this. Um, and were you any good? That's all. Well, not I was all right for lo- locally, all right, but um, good enough to get a scholarship, but not good enough to to do anything. We, anything might, we, we might get you on the Darlington team. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Go on then, sorry. I don't think I'll be good enough for them. Uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, I was there um, for a couple of years because you, you, you tend to get two years. So I must have been, that would have been leaving school. So until I was about 18. Right. Um, and yeah, didn't go any further. I didn't get a professional contract. Okay. Um, and then just sort of turned to working back home really. So I had, different loads of different jobs never right. never been able to stick at any any job for, okay. for any longer than i don't know maybe even a year right um okay. so just because I, I probably wasn't the best at being told what to do and stuff like yeah. that um, any jobs in there that funny can, ones funny ones or things you can remember that yeah. you, say, you thought this is definitely not for me oh sports direct was one oh, right, my okay. first, my right, first okay. job i worked at sports direct that was didn't didn't last long at all right there um, yeah, I got sacked from there. Um, then I did furniture, pub furniture restoration, actually. Right. Um, which is funny because the owner of this business, um, I used to sort of like, just just like, I was like in, almost in awe of him, of how well he was doing because he had all these contracts of all these these right. um, pubs and basically the team, the team would come in. I was literally only in the sort of refurbishment um, sort of side of the business, but they, yes. they, they would go in, Shoot, loads of people work in there. We go in to like old Green King pubs, you know, like these sort of big chains. Yeah, I do yeah, of course. And they yeah. would pretty much strip strip out all their furniture and then completely put in all the all the new stuff, like right. completely renovate it. And I was literally just doing stripping tables, sanding tables, varnishing tables. Okay. It basically it was like sort of an industrial estate where all my friends lived. Yes. Um, and a couple of them had jobs there. Yeah. And at the time. It was sort of like it wasn't minimum wage, you know. Right. So it was like quite a good job for like okay. an eighteen-year-old. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that, so that was quite fun, but I ended up getting sacked from there as well. It <laughs> didn't last long. But actually, I think it was about nine months there. Right, so. right, right. But it's really, when you move around jobs like that, especially when you're younger, you know, you, you just said then you understood the business model and you pick little yeah. nuggets up, don't you? How does that work? And you, and you take them them life skills with you onto your next... I was understanding like how much money this guy was making, basically. Right. And I was, obviously, at 18, you're not even... You pretty much just thinking about the weekend, aren't you? But <laughs> but I remember when I was there, I was thinking like, wow, like what he's doing is is, is really good. Right. Everyone's talking about how rich this guy is and stuff. Because right, right, okay. he ended up taking over the whole industrial estate. So he started off with like three or four units. Right. Okay. Now, now his business is just like the industrial. So everyone basically works for this business. Wow. Um, a few of my friends are still there. Like okay. you know, but um, but yeah. So then did that job. I'm probably missing a few sort of smaller jobs, but yeah. did house removals, did a bit right, of that. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Um, also did a bit for my old man's business. He's yeah. a financial advisor. Absolutely. So I was doing Well, sometimes that. it's good to do these jobs. Like when I was a similar age, I worked at Magnet on the shop floor, yeah. um, you know, doing like gluing these things all day, but it's good life experience, isn't it, that you pick up and... I think so, yeah. I think, I think also like, it's not many people know what they want to do at, Absolutely, um, eighteen. Yeah, so people still don't know. Like, you absolutely. Know. So, yeah, just doing a little bit, of yeah. little things um, to get by. Um, but then I found one job which I did really, really enjoy. So, yeah, um, I worked in a clothes shop because my boss at the time. I, I mean, I must have been there for about four years in the end, three, three or four years. Um, I was assistant manager of the shop, right? Like, because my boss literally let me do what I wanted. A lot of like business owners would come in, um, shopping like with right, okay. high end designer clothes. This yeah. place, um, and it was like, only two of us that worked in the shop, and I was a lot of the time it was just me, yes, and maybe one of the young lads helping me, or me and 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 the, and the director of the business because it's sort of like a across the London sort of our area. There was yeah. like five to eight branches okay. at the time, opening yeah. and shutting down. Um, so really enjoyed that job, but it's not very good money in retail, you know. No, so that was okay. my only yes. like like downfall with that job because I absolutely loved it. It was right. so like, like all my mates sort of hated, you know, their jobs, but yeah. my, my job was brilliant. So that's when I started to know that for me, like doing something you enjoy absolutely. is worth so much more than than money. Yeah. But then at the time, sort of, it got to a stage where yeah, I must have been about twenty twenty two. Okay. You know, friends with trades are starting to actually make good money make now. Money, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like retail. You're not. You're never. I mean, our shop was every year. It made good money, but right. every year it would be less, a bit less, a bit yeah. less. Okay, and you could just see like this. This isn't going anywhere. Okay, the shop's actually closed now. Right. So yeah, through COVID, yeah. it just didn't survive. So maybe okay. a good <laughs> a good decision to get out of that at the time. So, um, so you, you see, so you're 22. Some of your friends who've got trades and, and maybe argue better jobs are starting. Yeah. You can see a bit more. So you're thinking, I need to, I need to look for something else now. I need to, need to yeah. think about something else. So, so, so amongst this, I've uh, so I got a girlfriend um, who was London based. Okay. So um, I ended up moving to London for a year to it was like a broker job. Right. So currency exchange. Um, so that this is when I finished my. Um, I left the clothes shop yes. because I thought I just need to, I need okay. something like, you know, I was good at selling, good yep. people, yes. you know, I had a hunger for money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, moved to London and I did um, a currency broker job, which is basically like high net worths, which are buying assets abroad or, um, you know, selling their houses or buying holiday homes or buying watches or like okay. watch dealers buying their stock. 
were basically just just doing the currency transaction yeah. for them. So a lot of call, okay. call in to try and get leads. Right. Um, okay. But the atmosphere I enjoyed. Um, my bosses were making ridiculous money. It's like real London. Right. Um, London sort of like. Uh, sounds stock, sounds like a first part of you know, Wolf of Wall Street where uh, got, it's all you're going to say. Well, I explained to my friends what it's like because obviously I moved away from where I was. Yes. So it, I mean, we're literally only about an hour away from London. Right. Okay. But um, the jobs in where we are compared to like what money people earn in London is just you know my really? friends wouldn't even realise like the extent of how much money these people were making. Right. Okay. Because um, I was right, I was right on London Bridge. You know, so right, right, right in the centre. Yeah, yeah, right okay. in the centre. Um, but it was that atmosphere, like the Wolf of Wall Street right. atmosphere. There's one moment which sticks out for me. This is why I don't mind um, like doing cold calling, even property now. Right. Because when I first started cold calling, um, I, I made one call and I got a really rude sort of like someone hang up on me. Okay. Bear in mind, it's like one of my first sort of cold calls. Right. Like, so my heart was going even making this call. Right. And I get like sold to like f off or something yeah. um and then and then they slam the phone down and when you're learning your bosses are listening to your calls oh good right okay. yeah and straight away he says just call him back now and i'm thinking like my heart is going even call more than, yeah calling him back saying like excuse me i don't i think we got cut off there <laughs> you know, but, but just to find <laughs> that like that resilience that, yeah. picking back up the phone Nothing, was yeah. scary yeah but, and and even yeah that's just always stuck with me so now wow. I'm like yeah and we've done loads of stuff like that over over the years that i was there but um like I've I've gone through some awful like times on the phone. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so now I just don't. That's brilliant. Now, what <laughs> yeah. experience to gain though that isn't it? Because so many people get, get scared of that now, yeah. don't they? What they're going to say? And... At, at the time, I just thought he was trying to like take the piss out of me a bit. To be honest, and like put me because my some of my missus' cousins they're also brokers and and they pre warned me prior like your bosses they will try and make you sort of snap to see if you're going to last and stuff right, okay. so I thought alright this is what this is going to be now it's going to be sort of like they're going to try and push me to see if I would do it or not but I do realise that now he was just trying to build up my skin yeah absolutely um, so that you know at any call you're not really worried about what's on the yeah. other line now you get in to try and do your job yeah do what you need to do move absolutely. on from it yeah, and just yeah. sort of like don't, don't dwell on it because you know every call I was getting sort of bit a bit caught up on and you know a bit but that skill has been amazing wow from yeah bringing into pro- even into property, into property now, with you, you yeah know, yeah absolutely how many agents and people yeah. you need to speak to yeah. so so yeah that's brilliant and, and now I'm, since covid got into property so, so sorry, what was the next step after that then so you were at the brokerage and then what did you do next well, well the property co- when covid happened in, oh, started, yeah right, okay. started covid yeah. and we started working from home okay so i already had a property which i was buying in legals at the time your first rent, rental property yeah yeah so sort of skipping a lot of obviously i didn't have any jobs in property but i had money saved at this point now right because i've been earning good okay. you know good money from london and i also was saving up a lot of money even in my um, in the job in the clothes shop, yeah, and it's always just been like academically. I knew I wasn't smart enough to yeah. probably get a job to get like hundred k a year okay. job and stuff yeah. like that. So I knew I would have to invest it in something. Okay, and and I understood property. I just you know I understood and the what way made, it works. What made you fancy a property? Had you been watching Homes Under the Hammer? No, not. Or it's one of your friends said something to you, or did you just? Yeah, not. I think just realistically understanding like how a lot of people build wealth. Yeah. Um, and understanding, you know, sort of what makes sense to me and what I can understand and yeah. what I can sort of, you know, 
what, what I can figure out what I can actually do okay. like the whole crypto and stuff like that it's yeah. never been an interest to me because I don't enough, really yeah, understand yeah. it fair enough um, whereas yeah I just I just clicked with property and I can yeah. I can just understand every part of it yeah which which luckily I can because you know it is very confusing to a lot of people yeah so so yeah I just um, uh, ended up getting a lease it was a leasehold flat that we, we wanted to buy okay which, had you, before you got to this point mm-hmm. had you done any read any books done any nothing. education nothing at this point you no. just knew you wanted to invest in something yeah. property and it was a leasehold flat yeah, yeah I didn't know anything about property okay. i.e. I didn't know anything about rent to rent lease options like I, this this I just thought the only way to get into property like a lot of people even listening to this would think yes um, is you save up 25 to pen- 25% deposit uh-huh. you stick it on and you make your two, three, four hundred pound a month and yeah. that's pretty much you've got to go again and, and wait yes. until you get that next 25% so yeah. that's what I thought I had 25% there and I thought you know let's try and get a, an additional stream of income yeah and this is growth. this is in the middle of COVID one yeah so yeah. I actually wanted to buy it prior to COVID okay um, so it was in illegal so then COVID yeah. happened we, we actually at the time because uh, my dad was helping me with with the purchase because okay. I was it was before I even moved to London I wanted this so okay. it dragged on for a long time um, but then COVID happened and my dad actually was like let's negotiate more more money off the because COVID happened COVID. yeah no one knows what's happening no, at this no point. one knows what yeah, it is fair so enough. okay little did we know the reverse is actually going to happen it's going to boom yeah but, but they took it they, yeah that, my dad was like let's, let's say ten percent wow it's like at the time I think that was about nineteen grand off and they met us in the middle so it's like amazing yeah because the vendor was obviously wow. at the time thinking yeah. really really worried yeah. Um, so, if, you don't, if you don't ask, then you know that's it, isn't it? Yeah, wow. yeah. So yeah. Brilliant. So we, but you've said brilliant. But in the end, that deal actually fell through because it took so so long. Oh man! Um, right. Yeah, but then because obviously people weren't, I guess lawyers convinced weren't yeah. working. It was all slowing down, and and it was an auction. And then what was happening is we kept on renegotiating the auction terms. Right. Uh, so we, we must have been, it honestly must have t- took over 16 months, 18 months. Wow. Oh yeah. Goodness, and then, wow. and then they were having problems with the lease. Yes. Uh, as in the mortgage lender wouldn't w- almost because he split this house. I think the lender wasn't happy that he was selling them off one by one. Right. Like he needed to sell it off, whether he split the titles properly or whatever it was. Okay. We didn't understand at the time. So we were just like, you know, in the end, we just pulled the plug on it because right. I was working from home doing my stuff. Yes. And I was researching property like seriously now because I had a lot of time on my hands. Researching the educational side. Absolutely everything. 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 Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. More. So it started off, um, obviously, I knew this, this deal would. Well, I was, I was hoping eventually it would go through this, this buy to let okay. that I was buying. Yes. So I was like, uh, I haven't got enough money for another buy to let. Yeah. So let's start, you know, just researching property, YouTube okay. videos, books, um, literally like everything in Brilliant. property to find out other sort of low money down investment strategies, yes. which then led me on to rent to rent. Okay. So the way that my day was structured in the end, because I was working from home, obviously when I was working in London, it was like, you know, 6 a.m. starts, get into the office for 7, prep your day, 8 o'clock, you're on the phones till 5 o'clock, yeah. gym, home, sleep, like, yeah. no chance to do anything. Okay. Whereas, uh, whereas um, when I got home and working from home, I was doing, because a lot of my day was like on the phones, cold calling. So you would do, you cl- 
your clients, which you you need to speak to, which are going to do deals, yeah, and then you'd fill up the rest of your day with cold calls to, right. to get more clients. It's okay. just the way that, okay. that, that that they get you to do it. Yeah. But when I was working from home, I was dealing with my clients, and the rest of it, I was doing my rent to rent business pretty much. Brilliant. Because okay. I was like, as long as I'm making money from for the business, which I Absolutely. work for, in yeah, London, yeah, my yeah. Clients, as long as you're covering your costs and yeah, yeah. And a bit more, yeah. Because you know, for all they know is is. You know, I was. I tell them I'm still doing my cold calls, yeah. um, but at the end of the day, I'm still my clients are still trading, yeah. um, and that's and that's all they really care about. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, and then I was pretty much just going all in on my rent to rent business. So, so just to explain to some of the listeners, so obviously, like Ryan um, mentioned, you know, if, if you if you don't understand property fully, if you haven't educated yourself, haven't researched, you know, a traditional sort of a, a normal thought process of how you get into properties, you save up, like Ryan said, the 25% deposit, you get your first property and you have to save up for your second one and your third one. And then you come across somebody and they've got 150 houses and they grew up on a council estate and you say, how on earth did you do that? And it's through these property strategies. So just just briefly, Ryan, and we have talked about it before on the podcast, but it might be a new listener. What is rent to rent? What are the basics of rent to rent? Yeah. So, so the first thing to know about rent to rent is um, the, the barrier to entry will appeal will, will appeal to a lot of people which don't have a lot of capital you know to deploy yeah. into a buy to let right away so because you're not you're not buying property you're, you're not buying, buying the, the asset yeah, yeah you're controlling the asset um and it, it's what what really stood to me at the time is you know companies like um Deliveroo, um you know companies like just eat just eat they are the food is not their product but they are controlling, you know, the, the they're, con- they're making money out of something. They're not even doing anything Absolutely. really for you. You've got the rider, yeah. you've got the food, and yeah. you've got the client. They don't, Why are they making money? They don't have any kitchens. They don't hold any food at all. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, that just really st- st- stuck to me. I sort of like yeah. it resonated so well to rent to rent because yeah. essentially you've got the tenant, you've got um, the property. Yes. Obviously, you're 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 managing stuff, but you don't have to physically be present there. Yeah. Um, but you're you're making money from someone else's asset as well. Absolutely. So you don't um, have to physically own it. Yeah. Yeah. So because where I'm from in Bournemouth and Southampton, they're quite studenty areas. Okay. Like, really predominantly studenty area. Yeah. And if you can imagine the start of COVID, the student market took a hit. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the um, sort of the, the less desirable HMO properties yeah. is what I targeted. Okay. So, because I knew I could add value, yeah. So, um, you know, we have basically my ideal um, rent to rent property. Yes, was something which you know needed a little refurb because even though it's very low money down rent to rent, you still are probably going to be better off having some sort of backing, yeah. right? Because firstly, yeah. you need to get compliant. Your business needs to be compliant. Yes, but secondly. Um, where you can add value is by uh, cosmetically lighter refurbs, nothing you know ridiculous, but something which is going to help appeal, yes. you know, Absolutely. attract tenants. So maybe painting, yeah. new carpets. You can even just yeah. just by changing the, the, the soft furnishings, you know. So, what, so, so your, your strategy basically was um, you would rent a property down where you are in the south. Um, for a set amount off a landlord for property, and then you would HMO it and multi-let the rooms out. Yeah. So my that that is the basis of it. But my um, 
my properties I took on were already existing HMOs. Right, okay. So um, I didn't have to worry about, because right. it, because Bournemouth and Southampton are Article 4 areas, because they're so affluent yes. um, yeah. Uh, yeah, student markets. So to to do what some people do, like rent a property, to split up the room, make it compliant, you couldn't really do in Southampton Bournemouth because it's Article 4, so okay. you'd have to okay. you know, go full planning for that. Or, um, so yeah, so I didn't want to, I wanted to know where I stood, so I wanted something which has an existing licence on. Okay. Um, so it's a nice easy t- takeover. Takeover yeah. straight away. I would pay them the landlord a, a fixed guaranteed rent, yeah. um, which they're happy with. Okay. Um, and then I would take basically the management of the property and pretty much squeeze the juice out of lemons, i.e. by trying to offer the top rent per room. So okay. if we give an example of one we've got in Southampton. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Um, so it's a seven bed HMO. Okay. Um, it wasn't let in because... Um, it just wasn't in the best condition. Yeah. So um, it was on the market. Uh, we picked, we, we got an offer accepted at 2000 per calendar month. Um, okay. So you agreed to pay the landlord 2000 per calendar month? 2000 pounds, yeah, per calendar month. Seven yeah. bedrooms, two bath. Okay. Um, and we literally, um, we completely painted. So, so we've got that offer accepted yeah um, got the keys and then we also had a month rent free period wow so, so you negotiated that as well negotiated that because obviously the the house was sticking on the market for a reason because it was quite dated yes. it, it needed a bit of a light refurb which the guy didn't really obviously didn't have want the time to do, to do or yeah. the effort or yeah even want to do yeah so um we i literally brought paint i painted it myself to keep yeah. my costs down seven bed hmo took okay. us so long we painted every room yeah um feature walls in in the okay. in the rooms um and that allowed us to basically market the rooms at top rent basically because so, we asked the figures what was the rooms out yeah so just um, to give they, a- they averaged out at about 500 pound 475 to 500 pound wow yeah um some some we had big doubles some we had sort of smaller doubles yeah and we even had one single but but yeah um so so that's amazing and like if you're listening to this and you think to yourself a common a common question would be like why would the landlord not um do it themselves and um what ryan might agree with what i see on this but what, what i find as, as, as an agent is you find a lot of old school landlords who are quite wealthy they have a lot of property and sometimes they've been in the game say 20 30 years and they've kind of lost their um you know yeah. motivation for property that they've took the eye off the ball a little bit and to find like you know someone like Ryan who's going to come along 2000 per month rent's guaranteed it's a nice easy transaction for them and they don't have to mess about getting their rooms filled it, which do you think do you think that's the motivation yeah, isn't it and, and also it's a longer contract longer contract you know it's yeah. a three year contract we've got with the uh, right the okay, three years yeah so, yeah so he's got three years off that rent coming in yes um and and yeah it's just like the pain point for him and his portfolio was that yeah. property yeah so for him he you know he's not if this guy owns a lot of property in yeah. for the, this landlord in particular owns a lot of property in Southampton a lot of HMOs for him if he takes a two three hundred pound hit on um, on one property, it's, yeah. it's not affecting his pockets at all. Absolutely. So you know, some people may say, "Oh, well, well why would someone accept an offer lower than market rate?" Well, yeah. the reason is because um, he just wants that that house filled, yeah. and some money's better than no money. You know, that Absolutely. was the one sticking in his portfolio. Yeah, he's a good landlord, but he doesn't like finding tenants. Um, he would yeah. use estate agents for that. He does a tenant find only, I imagine. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, so it was an option. Um, so yeah, yeah that, brilliant. And then, and then I've got a few of them now. So so sorry, you did your first one. Went, I presume you let all the rooms went really well, and you're like, we actually let it to an, another company. Right. Yeah. So we had a amazing. Com- yeah. So they took every single room because we marketed them really well. We painted wow. every room. Brilliant. Um, and yeah, it was a company which were in the area doing sort of fiber um, ground works, right. and, and they basically were, their guys were in hotels, yeah. uh, paying forty quid a night. And also because it was COVID, yeah. they weren't um, they weren't allowed to. The restaurants were shut in the yeah. um, in the hotel, so they yeah. they were basically doing like takeaways every night. The guys were spending so much money; they weren't happy. The company weren't very happy because they're spending a lot of money on accommodation. They put them in the house; they can cook their own food now. Um, they can sort of come in, in and in, come in and go as they please. Right. There's a high stream nearby. Perfect. It's ideal for the company, ideal for me, and ideal for brilliant. Basically for everyone. Yeah, and that's a great like example. Well, a real life um, deal that Ryan said there. You know, he hasn't bought that property. He's took control on it, and it's it's, it's an instant, a great, great winner and a great first property. So at this point, you were like, right, I want to get a few more of these. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wanted to go hard on it. Um, to get a similar income from rent to rent as I would in London, yeah. because at the time I was still at the job, okay. working from home. Yeah. So I ended up getting one more uh, or two more, sorry, and then that was like I, I just quit my job. You leave your job? Yeah, Amazing. I just thought um, I didn't really want to go back to London and yeah. start cold calling again. I just yeah. thought, you know, I just <laughs> thought, you've done what? that. Yeah. I like the job, but it was a very demanding job. Um, long hours yes um, but but yeah and also to live in London is a lot of money but at this point so you thought you know what I've got these three I've got three rent to rents going I can leave my job and at this point you're like right I'm going full time into property full time into property but the with the the goal in mind to get into acquiring assets because that's okay. you know what that's the journey you go that's on that's what I want to get yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I want to get into and my sort of my end goal is to become a big developer. So, yeah, okay. you know, so I... I Amazing. I, I didn't want to really maybe turn into, like, a lens agency. Yeah. Just because it wasn't where my end goal was for the business. Yeah. My end goal was to go into acquiring assets rather than sort of controlling more yeah. assets. Not that there's anything wrong with controlling because the cash flow is brilliant. Yeah. But... But it's yeah. kind of the journey you go on. You, yeah, you've got to have the the end goal in mind and yeah. work back from it. I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so I ended up saying, right, I've got good cash flow from these properties. Yeah. Um, I'm dealing with tenants, which isn't my favourite thing yeah. to do. So I don't really want to scale that too much. Yeah. Favourite thing to do is finding deals, getting the money together. Okay. Yes. Um, the things you're good at with people and property. Yeah. yeah. Dealing yeah. with agents, dealing yeah. with uh, landlords. Yeah. Um, so I thought, right, I don't think I'm gonna maybe. Um, get more and more rent to rents because I, I know people in my area which have a lot of rent to rents and they do silly amount of viewings a week they do a lot of maintenance they do a lot of this and that and I just thought it's not really for me that yes. um, so so yeah I didn't decide to scale it um, I just kept it at that okay. and then wanted to, to move on to the development side of stuff really so um so at this point you handed them over to an agent to look after. No, I still I still, oh, you still, you still, still look after yourself. Yeah, okay. I've got systems in place where okay. 
um, you know, I've got maintenance, I've got, yeah. um, I have got an estate agent which does my tenant fines, so right. I don't find my tenants anymore. Right, but fair I enough. But I do manage. Managing yourself at the yeah. moment, yeah. yeah. And then you started researching where you could buy assets, I presume. Yeah. And you came across the northeast. Yeah, so, um, so obviously where I'm from, house prices... Course, uh, where you would want to invest or like your entry level you're not getting anything less than a quarter of a million wow yeah okay pretty i would say you might you might get some places because i know the area i wouldn't have brought in the places where you know you can get like your sort of retirement um help to buy sort of stuff of which course. you can get for cheaper yes but for, as we know as investors they're not going to be where no. you're going to be able to do good developments and stuff so yeah. um the reason why I chose to come up here is yeah. through a lot of research. I know a lot of people which are investing in the northeast, right? In all different sort of areas, yeah. or in South Wales, or in the northwest. Yeah. Um, and and I just did a lot of research into different areas because originally I was actually going to invest in Sunderland. Right. That was where. Right. Okay. I was, was going to go for, but yeah. then started doing a few viewings out there and a right. bit more research into the area, and I thought, do you know what? It's just. Um, it's not for me. Okay. This space. So yeah. Then, yeah. Darlington was the next on my list. Yeah. yeah we, had, we've got the better football team as well, which is <laughs> one of the. Uh, yeah, we've got the Netflix show yet. Though, <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, then, then I just did a lot more research in, in Darlington as an area. Yeah. Um, it's a bit more expensive in sort of, um, or a bit more. There's a bit more buzz around Darlington. Yes, at the sure. moment, of course. Yeah. So yeah. I thought there'd definitely be a bit more competition. Yes. But yeah, it just just it was a lot a lot of stuff is like like you know what's happening here. Absolutely. Just thought, you know what I want to be part of that. Yeah. And, um, and so so you bought your first investment property in Darlington then. Yeah, Eastbourne Road. Eastbourne Road, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Eastbourne Fantastic. Road, which um, yeah, no saucer. Single let. Single let. Yeah. Um, did it myself. So really sourced myself. After this point, I've probably been coming up trips up into Darlington for probably about six months at that point. Yes. Um, because I've been, in, I was even in here with, with you before I even brought a property. Yes, up, yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we brought brought Eastbourne Road after doing a lot of research. I.e., because for people that know Darlington, Eastbourne Road is near the train station. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. It's in an area of Eastbourne, um, which. Uh, is is probably it's fair to say it's might not be the, the most expensive area in Darlington. Yeah. Yes. Um, but up and coming. Yeah, up and coming. I, you know, I'm, I, like you know, Ben, I hold all my properties and I want to hold them. Yes. Um, for for the long game for of long my game. age, I, I can afford Absolutely. to keep them for twenty yeah. odd years. Yeah. yeah. So um, I've really seen the the long vision and also the with that price bracket the yield is is brilliant as well absolutely you know? absolutely and then from there onwards you've, you've bought now a few more in darlington yeah and you run with your first um big project yeah. hmo full the full monty refurb full works yeah, yeah. full works yeah and what, what's that then what what, what, you, what are you doing with that so so obviously with my experience with hmos yes i knew like i, I know exactly where we need to get it to i need to know i know what spec um, what, what spec works, what spec doesn't work. Um, basically, I've got the, 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 I think the thing which stops people going into HMOs is the fact that the actual, the HMOs, the HMOs itself, isn't it? Like, it's not maybe the development side of the things, it's everything else which comes with it. That's it. But I, I've already, I've already had that. You've already even, done that. Even yeah. before I had a single letter, yes. I, I had that experience of HMOs. Yeah. So for yeah. me, that was, um, I, I know exactly what goes into HMOs. I know exactly what, 
I would want from my estate agent with managing HMOs from my experience. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it was pretty much finding a property which had the legs to now convert yeah. into the HMO, which I know is going to be suitable for tenants. I know what tenants want. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, we just found, I mean, you, you remember when we met and I showed you the property. Yeah. Um, and my idea, I was, I wasn't sure about it at the time, was I? Yes, I remember. And um, because it was an off-market deal, and I thought, oh, yeah. you know, I was a bit, I was a bit. I worried. think it was me that was more excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I said that on the way up, I said, yeah. it was after my conversation with you. I thought, you know what, I'm, def- I'm definitely going for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. But the plan was to go to um, five bed at yeah. the time. Um, but then we ended up deciding, whilst sort of on the operating table, as it were, whilst the house is back to bones. We're yeah. also going to go into the loft and pretty yeah. much try and maximise the rental yeah. income which we can we can produce. Um, yeah. It's going to increase square footage, which is going to help the yeah. end value. Um, and more importantly, the development which is happening right across the road yeah. over the next however Absolutely. many years, yes. it's going to be a brilliant asset to, to, to hold on to. Brilliant, that's yeah. That's the aim. Absolutely. Um, and... Um, and, and what's next for Ryan um, in your property journey? A few more HMOs, a few large developments. So, Are you going to continue investing in Darlington? Yeah, so so I think I'm going to continue investing in Darlington just because the the, the couple of years I've been, well, the first year of learning about the area, yeah. now this next year of investing here, Yeah. Um, it takes a long time to, to learn an area. And yes. I think spreading yourself too thin over... Um, you know, I could easily go into Bishop Durham, yes. um, all yeah. these other sort of areas, surrounding areas. But to learn those areas again, it just seems like you're shooting yourself yeah. in the foot no, you're because right. you took your time to learn one area. Absolutely. Um, and yes, yeah, so we're going to continue to invest in here. Eventually, I would like to invest where I live as well. Okay. Because because um, obviously I know that area better course, than, yeah. than anywhere. Absolutely. But the, the values are, are super high. Um, yes. So you know, I'd want to be have have more of a sustained business where I can take a bit more risk and a bit more of a long burner um, down uh, down where I am but yeah, but yeah uh, I want to get into bigger stuff now so more HMO stuff um, you leave the single lets alone for now are you what comes up to I just comes think up? they're so they're, it's a really difficult market the single let stuff at the moment yes. and to find something which I, I yeah. mean you'll know better than anyone yeah. To, yeah. To, that's actually stacks up as a deal is, is quite it's yes, quite hard, um, but you know, I'll definitely do, definitely still do single lets. Um, but I just get quite excited by the new big the next, stuff now. Next project, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, I mean, I really want to get into like there's a deal we, we looked at which isn't any good, but that sort of um, total splitting blocks of flats as well. I want to get into that, right? Yeah, that's, value that way, absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. Just because I feel like. You know, with a with a large portfolio of single lets, you've then got a lot of boilers, a lot of roofs, a lot of um, a lot of stuff which can go wrong. If you've got a, a block of seven eight flats, you've got one roof. Yeah, yeah, you've got you might have all the boilers and, and stuff, but it's a bit more. Your risk is a bit more mitigated because you're, you're yeah. in one you're in one position. One, yeah. one fences, as you know, what's <laughs> happened recently. I ah, mean, a lot, right. of, yes. lot of fences have come down. That's so right. yeah, I just think sort of if, yeah. Stuff like that is, is eventually what I want to get into, and the ground up stuff as well. I mean, Amazing. This is like way into the, way and, into the um, future. You know, Ryan, Ryan, you're only only 25. I mean, absolutely amazing mm. how far you've come. But can I ask you, you know, any young person that's listening to this, 
property you can get in any age and, mm. and what advice would you give to a younger self or a younger person it's like I'd love to get into property but I haven't got any money yeah yeah so because I get asked this question quite a lot obviously a lot of people that follow me on Instagram yes like you've got a massive age. following on, on yeah. Instagram yeah yeah so um, a lot of people which will ask I, I'd say the, the first thing is wh- whatever job you're in you want to ideally replace that income this is from my experience yes so then if you can find a way to replace that, if it's two grand a month you need a month, yeah. then you know that's potentially one deal you need to source a month, yes. or potentially Absolutely. two rent to rents a month, uh, two rent to rents yes. set up basically. Absolutely. And if that allows you to then, um, as long as that, that's not the end goal, mm-hmm. as long if that allows you to then get out of your job and then think about you, you then brought yourself time to, you know, really analyze what you want how you know do you want to get into development stuff do you want to because i think in my experience the most restrictive thing is if you're working 40 to you know 60 hours a week in a job you've got no time to think no time to plan yes no time to really focus on what you want to do in life yes whereas if you can cover that and sort of try and get yourself out of a job which you know is definitely easier said than done yeah um then then you've brought yourself time to hopefully progress and do stuff which you you really want to get into yeah it might not be the best it's not going to get you rich um quick, yeah like yes sourcing the deals or um you know uh rent to rent because it's you know you, it's a ticking time bomb in the yeah. sense you've only got three five-year contracts yes but if you use that time to you know your delayed gratification and moving into the bigger stuff yes then, then that that would be my advice brilliant, just brilliant. try and take care of that yeah you know and if you actually some people don't realize that you don't actually. You might not need if you live at home. You haven't got kids. This is for people my age, um, and you, you don't even lease a car, or mm-hmm. you, you know your outgoings. If you actually strip it all back, your outgoings maybe two, three hundred pound a month. Yes. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Absolutely. You know, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's yeah. another thing which I did obviously from COVID. I moved uh-huh. back home. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. To be honest, I, I did the same thing as well when I started started my business. I, I lived live back with uh, mum and dad for for a year or two to because you, you have that it takes the stress away and it I does. think it gives you more confidence yeah. to take risks yeah and it's funny when you're 18 year old the first thing you want to do is buy a fancy car and mm. move out your parents as quickly as possible but actually they're the two worst decisions you can probably do stay at home yeah. <laughs> save yeah. your money and don't Humble buy a fancy yourself car always, isn't it like Absolutely. you know because I'm massive on delayed gratification yes. the work you put in now Comes it might not look brilliant like from from you know for people that don't know what you're doing they might think you're you're struggling somewhere being up tracksuits every day and stuff but <laughs> in in the long run you know let's hope that it pays off absolutely so. I'm sure it will I'm sure it will and um, Ryan one last question for me mm. before we let you go um, we just ask everyone for like um, a, a funny story that's happened to you during your property journey um, and we've had all sorts on the show you know mm. things people have discovered in houses fit in the wrong kitchen. Put, put in the wrong, you know, uh, board up on a property, which, yeah. which, which was one of ours, actually. Um, is there anything that's happened to um, you? And, and things don't always go right, do they? You know, yeah. things can go wrong in this yeah. in property. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a few sort of disasters, but obviously <laughs> I, I haven't actually been in property probably as long as yeah. a lot of people may think. So I've only been full-time in property for about 18 months. Amazing, yeah. Um, right, so okay. touch words, I haven't had any crazy... I probably have, but I can't... There's nothing which sticks out to me. Um, no, that's okay. Don't worry. Don't I've, worry. I've had some weird, like yeah. weird things where you just, you know, just been sort of a bit, a bit strange. But, right. Right. Um, okay. I've okay. had a few horror stories as well. Right. Okay. Um, Do you want to share one horror story or? Well, 
<laughs> one's a bit uh, a, I've had some tenants try and do certain stuff to themselves put oh, it that way oh like, right okay oh, yeah, so, so I've had some yeah. really right. horrific stuff happen okay okay um, so far but nothing like okay nothing, it's not, really, not really a funny yeah. story that no, one to be honest absolutely no, no. well we'll get <laughs> you we'll, we'll get you on the show again next year and I'm sure you'll have something by then because in this game day by day there's, there's always something yeah there's always happen. little things which happen um, but yeah nothing which unfortunately well, luckily for me hasn't <laughs> hasn't happened just yet but I'm sure it will <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right Ryan thanks for coming on and um, if anyone would like to get in touch with you through your Instagram do they just add you and message you what's yeah. the best way to get yeah. in touch so um, my Instagram is what I'm what I try and put out a lot of content on okay. um, which is Ryan Cresswell property so okay. all one word Brilliant. Um, and yeah I'm just trying to put in a lot of uh, put out a lot of content of the, the refurbs that I'm doing yeah. obviously the HMO that, that we're doing um, and yeah just sort of like just sharing Amazing. sharing my experiences fantastic really. yeah but 25 year old, uh, years old he's full time into property already what an inspiration if listening to this podcast um, get in touch with Ryan and you know if you're wanting to get into property I know Ryan would be absolutely willing to help anybody so thanks for coming on Ryan and yeah. um, enjoy the rest of your time in the North East for the next few days oh you're going back today sorry aren't going you? back today yeah so we come up yeah we come up yeah. it's only a flying visit come up today yeah. uh, come up yesterday viewed the, uh, the project just because um, we're sort of we're, we're really cracking on now as, as you know so yeah. Um, yeah just wanted to see that just before we get uh, Brilliant. Before, yeah, and and then yeah, head back really. We'll look forward to seeing the update on the Instagram of the video mm. where we're up to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Thanks, Ryan. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you.